The footy yarn is proud to be teaming up with TabTouch for season 2021. TabTouch is WA's betting provider with all funds going back to fund the WA racing and sports industries. Visit tabtouch.com.au for all your betting needs this season. And if you're having a bet, please do so responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Hi team, me again. Round four of the AFL was an intriguing one, that's for sure. With the Swans conquering the Dons in a nail-biter, the Power getting some revenge over those Tiggies, and the Giants registering their first win of the season. The boys dissect all of this as well as have a chat with the hardest man in football, the man with the greatest jawline and he loves a fine wine, Power skipper Tom Jonas, as well as the future skipper, new cult hero, and mullet sensation, Lockie Jones. Enjoy. Yes, thanks to Kane Mitchell and thanks to Tab Touch, yep. as always. Thanks to both of those people. Now, Seb. Strong supporters. Strong supporters. Massive of the show today. Yeah, Adam. massive. There's too many phone calls. So many phone calls happen. Phone I think calls. we've got about six. Yeah. I think six calls because we've got uh, the three Tab Touch winners, yep. third, second, and first, first usually comes, yes, yeah, comes after in that sequence. Yeah. Um, and we've also got Lucky Jones joining us as yep. well as his skipper. And uh, TJ, Tom Jonas, who's joined us before. Can't wait to have another chat with him. And the man that's uh, well in the know in the AFL fantasy realm, it's uh, Benny Chapman, yeah, also so set to join us. It's, it's a very big episode this week. And we Large. do have all those phone calls coming up. But first, news and footy. Yeah. Um, it's Tell not, me. It's not so much news at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, just like to have, I just like this to be an open discussion for us. Yeah. Um, firstly, Port Adelaide. How many dads do Port have? Not many, and I do that think. Not fathers, but dads. And do they have the right. most dads in the league? I'm talking alpha dad energy. Yeah. You know, just real exudes dad yeah. energy. I'm talking Charlie Dixon. Yep. Travis Boak. Yep. Tom Jonas. Yep. You got Lockie Jones now. Yeah. There's probably someone Who's I Who's not a dad? Yep. Uh, Darcy Byrne Jones. Yeah, well there's not a lot a there's a lot of not dads, but you've got yeah. to think about how many dads and when I say dad, I mean someone who can you know, in the span of two hours, sink most of a slab yeah. and probably still be right to drive. Yeah. See, Tom Jonas, it's funny you say that um, about dads and whatnot. I didn't know he was a dad, but he actually yeah. is because he had to pull the call he off is, for 15 that's, minutes that's, to tuck his little girl away. Yes, that is an interesting... That's the other kind of dad. You know, cool, good on him, good on you, but we're more focused on okay. the dad energy. The fun dad. The dads. Okay. So, Port Adelaide, do they have the most dads in the league? Just think about other, you know, dad energy people. You know? Not many. You know, like I, you got West Coast, Josh Kennedy. Yeah. I feel like Jack Darling gives off a little bit of that. No. Not Jeremy McGovern for you? No. no? <laughs> I, I feel like I, it's Will really. Will really spe- Yeah. I, I'm really specific about it. You know, it's obviously. Ob- well, obviously it's easy to just pick out the tall, burly, yeah. built like a brick shit house, yeah. bearded blokes. Yeah. But I think there's also just got to be something about the way they go about things. Okay. I feel like it's got to be pretty yeah. stock. St- they just... They're traditional. Yeah, traditional they, is a good way of saying You know, it. when they're on the barbie, they don't try and season their no, snacks. Oh God, they, no. they just go beef snacks. Bang, slap it down. Beef snacks from Woolies. I don't want Angus beef with minced up. That's what they are. Okay. They're beef snacks. And I, I think Port Adelaide have the most. I think you're about right. Okay. I, I've, I have heard that before, and I, I, yeah, I don't see anyone else taking that... Um, Taking that claim. Yes, okay. and on that discussion of uh, dads, now Lockie Jones, new, the newest mm. of Port Adelaide's dad regime. I didn't realise. I knew how much like he looked older, but it just took off on Friday. Like he looks when 40. We, yeah, when we heard about his debut, yep. people were ready to run with it. There were memes flying around his, everywhere. His quads are bigger than our heads. Yeah, he's I a, saw a photo of it, and I was very afraid really? of what that man could do yeah. just with his quads. I'm not sure how you're going to go with a phone call. Now, with him later on. now the discussion. Oh, look, I think I could. I think <laughs> okay. I could take him on one on one if I ever come across me in Fair person enough. I think he'd be afraid but Go on. 
the question now comes, who has the best mullet in the AFL? I've never truly believed Bailey Smith had the best mullet. Oh, Why? I just think it was long, straight. I don't think that's a great mullet. Uh, I Look, long mullet isn't just... A uh, good mullet isn't just about length. There's yeah. a lot more to a mullet. Maybe he's made it. Yeah, maybe he's... Yeah, okay. I, I think that you also got to consider... What's the what's the mullet encompassing? Yeah, Bailey Smith feels too pretty boy for a mullet. Feels too private. I, I, yeah, I saw something about it. Um, someone just some absolute random had a discussion of, you know, mullets and who's having them these days. You know, usually they're people who just jump off a ceiling, or jump off a roof, and will just elbow smash a table. I don't see Bailey doing that. I don't see, I see Bailey Lockie Smith doing Jones that. doing it. I see Lockie Jones doing that and getting up fine, and he's mm. also put a big hole in the ground. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think in terms of mullets, also Caleb Poulter is another one who's got a very mm, good mullet. Yeah. Mullets in the game, they're increasing, but I just think in, in terms of the greatest mullets, I don't think Bailey Smith has it. Right. Darcy Byrne-Jones. I know it's very yep. Port Adelaide topical today, but yeah. Darcy Byrne-Jones has that sort of mullet going on in the back there. It looks very nicely. Duggan also had a nice... I really liked yes. Duggan's. Yeah. Duggan's um, was a massive Very enough. good, yeah. West Coast had a few good mullets going on. Waterman. Time. I'd say he's another one that's probably... Barras, maybe Dad Energies. Yeah. He's got real, yeah, dad energies from Brass. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So th- there's a lot going on there. In terms of, who, who would you say? Best mullet in the game. I think I, I, I know your your argument, but I still feel like Bally Smith is just so long and just like it's cut. And I do like the luscious look of it. I, I, I know you're not going yep. there, but where would you go? I'd, I'd say definitely Lockie Jones. Right. I, I think right now it's just he's got everything to encompass it. Yep. Built like a brick house, filthy mo. To go along with yeah. it, just those bushy eyebrows. Yeah. That you know, that man's probably worked on a farm. He could build a house entirely by himself. Uh, yeah, with his bare I, hands. Yeah, I'd guarantee he maybe has no qualifications, but he could just do it all by himself. He's the kind of bloke who you'd message and go, ah, oh, you know, my car's car's broken down, yeah. and he's like, don't worry, I've got it. Yeah, fix it. This is your issue. I'll do it. Just buy yeah. me a slab. Yeah, simple as that. You know, oh, I need the need an entire room created and added to my yeah, I'll sort of. Ain't the plumbing done? Yeah. I'll sort of. Just give me a slab. Yeah. Is that all the news you've got? Uh, well, I don't really... There was not much news. Right. Um, and then finally, Kane Corns um, said, Hawthorne are the next North Melbourne. <laughs> um, and that they have no young A-grade talent. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. A-grade talent is... is and They've got young talent. Yeah. You've got the likes. Uh, Mitch Lewis is still a young bloke. Yep. James Wolfe will probably know having the start of the season. Yeah, he he, I think he had a very good game. He on did the have weekend, a much better uh, game. Shutting down any brace. I think yep. Chang with Giaths really yeah. come out of the blocks. Will Day. And then I'd be more happy with a Hawthorne's young depth than I think I would be North, to be Absolutely, fair. yeah. And that, that was the discussion. There's a lot of people who are talking about it now. And can you really have A-grade young talent? Like, Yeah. The, it's a, How do you define A-grade like potential? Yeah. Is it what they're doing now? Like, I don't know. I, I think Hawthorne's recruited very well. I don't know if they're down that path. Um, and I think, especially with Clark, I like what they've got now. They're a bit of a ragtag motley crew yeah, okay. these days. It feels like they haven't really got the pieces everywhere, but they sort of just jam the puzzle pieces yeah. in to make them fit. Yeah, and nice. I quite like it. Anything else? Uh, uh, Caleb Daniel? To get suspended yeah, for a yeah, week. Yeah, you got what the basic ones. Your Ben Cunningtons, your yeah. Caleb Daniels. I think a few blokes pretty stiff. A few yeah. blokes maybe deserve it. They'll go up. That's the boring news there. People get okay. injured. People get suspended. Yeah. I, I'd like to have a discussion. I'd like to create our own news. Fair enough. Uh, now, we got to go into our Younger Player yep. of the Year Awards. So, you've got to be 1999 or younger. And fun fact about mine, all their first names are Lockie. Okay. I've got two Lockies. Okay. I thought yeah. you'd have at least two. Um, yeah. Give us your one more. Uh, Lockie Ash. 
had 28 disposals at 82%, seven intercepts, 11 nice. marks, had a great I run. thought I'd give it to Lockie Jones just because I thought he was very solid. Okay. Like other blokes might have had statistical better games, yep. but from I watched like all nine games on the weekend too for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and he was just super solid with all he had. I think he turned it over a couple times, but I thought, oh. But it just is extremely it solid. Was, game. It was very solid, and I just really enjoyed watching him play. And I, he gets my yeah, one. Yeah, I think if you're talking about that, Heath Chapman as well also had a great game. Very Did solid. not look out of place. No, and was probably one of Freya's better defenders. Yeah. My two votes went to Max King. Had five goals and two goal assists yeah, he and was stiff. instrumental in and that w- Once I got on this lucky run, there was no way I was yep. looking away from it. He had one lucky and go- then he thought we're getting yeah, three. We're getting under the other two. Lucky Ash, uh, 28 disposals, 20 kicks at 82% efficiency, yep, 11 you, marks. You would assume Lockie Shoals, yeah. 32 touches at 81%, one goal, one assist, 595 metres 25 of his 31 disposals were of the kicking kind, which yes. was just insane. And what was efficiency? Did you grab his efficiency? Uh, 81%. Which is so pretty good. Pretty immense. Yep. And to consider that, it's now his second Rising Star nomination. So yeah, okay, wow. uh, pretty exciting for Lachlan. I imagine he'd be stoked. Now, Tab Touch Player of the Year award. One vote. Who got that for you? Uh, C. Petrarca. Yep. I thought he was, yeah, really consistent in the game. Two goals. Uh, he burst onto the scene in that first quarter and did really well. 36 disposals, as I said. Um, yeah, he gets my one. You? Uh, I went with Jack Steele. Had 33 touches, Jeez. 17 contested possessions, a goal, seven inside 50s. And I think this season is really, he's somehow taken up a notch, but yeah. people are talking about him less. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Um, well, I'm a big impact player. Yep. I love the impact players. Toby Green, 18 disposals, five goals and four tackles. I thought he was just the difference in that game. I feel like he was captain for the day as well. So it was yep. good to see him really take charge and be that leader. He's a very good leader. Kicked five goals. I think he kicked two or three in a row, which is insane. Just, yeah, he was the difference in that game. Absolutely. Got my two votes yep. as well. And three votes? I gave it to Jack Steele. I okay. thought I thought he was the we, difference. We've had a bit of a flip. Yeah, yeah. the leader of that team. Because they were down by yep. 33, I think it was. And he just went, no. And he took the game by the scruff of the neck. 33 disposals, as you said. He kicked a big-time goal in that last quarter when it sort of just sealed it. Yep. He just got his hands dirty, which I love to see from Jack Steele. He got my three yeah, yours. I went with Christian Petrarca yeah, for my right. three. Yeah, who okay. I just thought that was, was a total flip. Yeah, yeah, who I just thought was bullish and aggressive. And you just it's a game that you love to see and you love to watch from absolutely. someone. Yep, absolutely. Uh, ladder recap, Hayden. Uh, the Bulldogs are sitting up 4-0, as well as the Demons and the Swans. Uh, Port and Crom. Yep, the both, two Adelaide teams. Yeah, two Adelaide teams sitting 3-1 and one and 4th and 5th. Uh, and the Eagles in two and two now. They're you know not the game they would have thought they no. would have dropped on the weekend. Carlton, Richmond, and then out of the eight is obviously Fremantle, Geelong, Saints, Essendon, Suns, Collingwood, Giants, Brisbane, Hawthorne, and Owen Four. Good old North. North. It's going to be an interesting one. They're really gunning for who you would assume is Jason Horn. Yep. He's really he's now getting a bit spoken about him that number one or potential number one draft pick. So. Uh, no, I read on some forum there was a Hawthorne fan and a North fan um, both arguing over who's going to get number one pick and then some Essendon fan was upset that Essendon weren't included in the conversation. <laughs> so it'll be an interesting one to see who does finish bottom, but you can't see North not finishing bottom at this stage. Getting into the games now. Yep. Thursday night, St Kilda vs Richmond at Marvel, 5.20pm. Who were your best players last week for them? Uh, best players were Steele, obviously, as uh, we mentioned before. Yep. Um, and for Richmond, I thought Short was pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, I've gone the exact same too. Very good. Um, um, who needs to come in? And for St. Kilda, I don't think you can bring in anyone. Yep. I think you'll leave it as is. Good fight back. Uh, McIntosh and Rioli. I know you're not a big fan of Rioli, but yep. I think they just do need a little bit more class. I think he can get rolling. As for you, what about I you? I believe those were the changes yeah, as well. Okay. They have been announced. Have they? Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I can't quite remember entirely. I think Ben Long's very stiff not to be 
getting a game right now. I don't rate him. I think whenever he comes in, he's really good. He's really good one-on-one, and I, I just quite enjoy every time he plays. Um, in terms of chopping block, for St. Kilda, you can't really say anyone specifically, but obviously there are some positions around the ground. So yep. What's happening with Ryan Marshall? Is he fit? I believe he is playing this week, but it'll be interesting to see how he does go this week. Who are you tipping? Uh, for this one, I've, I've gone in the Tigers by 12. It's Matty's match as well, as you should mention. It's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, I think Tigers just, they, they will bounce back. I don't see him going two and three. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to back in the Tigers here. And Friday night footy, Sebastian, yes. what have we got? Uh, West Coast versus Collingwood at Optus here in WA. Best players last week. I thought Nick Knapp was solid in the ruck for West Coast. Side bottom did what he could for Collingwood. You? I, you I put Jeremy McGovern for West Coast. Yeah. I think he was just really impressive down back. And obviously they did crumble at the end. But yep. I think he was really impressive in those first three. Izzy Windar kicking his first goal. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Very surprised about Jack Patricelli kicking four. I was slagging him. Um, So he must have been listening. It was still, he kicked three, then quietened down a lot, got that fourth. Uh, Who needs to come in? I think Witherden, obviously. Hearn's going out. Maybe we see someone else going in that back line, but Witherden just seems like a natural one. And maybe a Xavier O'Neill coming in as well. Yeah, okay. Zane True is always an option. As for the Pies, we know Taylor Adams is going out. Do we know who's coming out? I think Braden Sear also hurt himself. Uh, He had gastro, Gastro. so they're going to appeal that. It's a bit interesting that he comes off at the start of the game with gastro yeah i'm honestly still perplexed that he's yeah it is, that is, right? it is gastro allegedly so, I so sh- he's just too sick obviously yeah i assume he's tried to start and then just maybe he's <laughs> his dax and he's gone oh no yeah i have to come Uh-oh, off spaghetti oh <laughs> this isn't gonna- it was within the first five minutes as well oh. so i assumed he's done one running out there yeah. and then he's like all right i'm feeling good just got one out yep. and he starts running and it just slips out again and he just bolts off yeah <laughs> were they wearing a waist? I don't think they were wearing a waist. He's lucky they weren't yeah, away shorts. He just runs away and says, oh. no, nah, that's me done. Nice. Medicos are like, what's wrong? He's like, no, nah, I'm not telling <laughs> you. Uh, maybe, oh, well, you know, I think chopping block. Who, who do you think oh, is chopping, chopping block? block for them? For Collingwood, it's hard to pick in that team. Honestly. They were just so underwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot of real average players in there, which are fine, but you feel yeah. like you need your stars. Anyone specific? More. I think Callum Brown's one who just... Will Hoskin Elliott's also had a slow start to the year. I didn't Josh mind Thomas. him on Saturday night, actually. Yeah, I thought he had, a, he had an all Better right game. He had a yeah. better game for West Coast. I think Jermaine Jones hasn't been all too exciting. Maybe Keep we see, Izzy in there. Yeah, maybe we see Izzy, maybe Zach Langdon, but I will be tipping at the Eagles for yeah, this one. Uh, Eagles by five goals. So that, um, yeah, I, I didn't see him dropping this one at home like they did in that elimination okay, final. Okay, now, year. Sebastian, who needs to get angry this week? Uh, I've Frio, thought about Frio it hard. sort of fired up a bit. They fired, they fired up a little up bit. bit. You got yeah. that Paddy Cripps one. I got the Paddy Cripps one. Who's firing up? Um, I'd like to see a man that is the most one of the most mellow blokes you see out in the footy field sometimes, yep. Scotty Pendlebury. Yeah, okay. I'd like to see him Friday night, just like they did last year. They came here and just rocked up and just took the absolute PI double five and won the yep. game. So I'd like to see him get angry, get in the midfield. I know he's getting a little bit old, but get in the midfield, maybe snag a couple, have 30, kick a bat, pick a goal. Yep. Um, I'd just maybe like to see him get angry. Maybe a bag if you feel like uh, it. I should mention as well, Finlay McRae has been yes. confirmed to debut for this game. So, so it will be an interesting one. Maybe Sire is out. Maybe he's coming in for Adams. Who knows? But it's it's going to be a very exciting game. It always is between these two teams. I think maybe Jordan DeGoe is also someone in Easter fire up for Collingwood as well. Absolutely. Now into our Saturday games, Hayden. Bulldogs versus Suns at Marvel. 2.35pm. Is it a later one? Yeah, oh, AFLW. The, yeah, AFLW, Final, of course. So, yeah, Fantastic. Big Can't, game. We'll be That's discussing right, that later on. Later we will on. be. Uh, now, best players last week. Yep. So what, what do you think? I thought McRae was pretty good. Yep. It, not his... You know, it wasn't dominant. He's never been a dominant player. No. Accumulator is what he is. And I liked Miller's game. 
from Gold Coast here. Yeah, I've gone Adam Trelaw and Hugh Greenwood. Obviously, oh. both of those players you mentioned also very good. But I think Trelaw really showed some of his best and really would have made a lot of Collingwood fans hurt with that game he had on the weekend. Now, in terms of who needs to come in, I, I think you look at the dogs. Obviously, Caleb Daniel goes out. I well, get annoyed. Lipinski yeah. deserves I've a game. I've got him here. Pat Lipinski and where's Lynn Chong? Benny Kavaris is he okay? Is he good to go now? He's good to go. Where's Ling Jong? And I think you look at someone just skipping ahead to the chopping block for the dogs. You look at someone like a Latham Vandermeer, who who I like, but I think obviously could be interchangeable with a Guevara or a Lin Jong. Mm. Uh, You know, Tony Scott as well. There's some Mm. players you can change out there. In terms of Gold Coast, tough to say who needs to come in. Maybe it's time for a Jez Sharp. Insert some speed, inject some speed mm. onto that into that midfield and onto those wings. What yeah. are you thinking? Uh, well, Homsch is one that's been put up to. I didn't even know that Blokes yep. was still playing. Obviously, export Adelaide player, but no, I think um, he comes in for lemons, from what I believe, um, yep. just from the early research that I've done. Yeah, um, the, the AFL ins and outs. Yeah. <laughs> in the mix. predicted exactly ins and outs. Right. Yeah, um, backing in the dogs here. Um, dogs Sun, Suns fell down the. Tight game. I think you got to wonder just just quickly how long does Stewart do you get before the Suns have to genuinely? I don't think they have the talent there. Yeah, he's a good coach. I believe he's a good coach. I don't think they have the amount of talent. That I just don't have the amount of talent. Yeah, how yet. many? Because you feel like he only just got the youth right in the past sort yep. of two years. Yeah. So how long do you give that youth to develop before maybe you say, "All right, Stewie, we're not getting where we want to be." Three years. Three years from now? Well, I say he's got this season, then two more. That's reasonable. If he's not competing for the eight after that, that he needs is... to be compete. Like, I feel like he, they still need to be competing this year. Yeah. Then next year, I feel like they need to be there. Yeah. But if they're like bottom four, bottom four, bottom six, bottom six. Gone. Yeah. Now on to Swans versus GWS, the Battle of the Bridge. Yes. What a game. The Whoa. Battle of the Bridge at the SCG, 2.35 p.m. also. So two games at the same time, twice on the Saturday, which yeah, is a bit interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure, but obviously it's just the one look. week. AFLW final. Best yeah. plays last week. I've gone Luke Parker and Toby Green. I think for Sydney, it's maybe a bit more up in the air, but I think GWS, Toby Green was just insane for yeah. them and was the difference. It was the difference, as I said earlier on. Um, Parker, Luke Parker, I thought was in. Yep. Had a great start to the season. I feel like yep. he's extremely, um, what, what's the word? Uh, under Good. Underappreciated yep. by everyone. Um, so, yeah, I thought he played a great game. Who needs to come in, Hayden? Uh, well, obviously, Dame Rampey's going out. Yeah. Isaac Heaney also going out. Big so the change you make for that. I think Lewis Melican yep. is probably a slow one. Uh, Roy Bottom, yeah, another one. In terms of GWS, it's tough to say. They had a good game. They I like the uh, the Connor Stone, good yep. friend of the podcast. Yep. Um, very good. Stony, yeah, Stony, big Stony fan. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to say. Maybe if anyone needs to go in or out of these sides, who are you backing in for the dub here? I think GWS, but only just. And um, yeah, I think only just for those. I'm going to back in the Swans. Yeah, I, right. I do rate GWS being back, but Swans are just looking real dangerous. I think this is the week they fall. Real flat. dangerous. Battle of the Bridge. You wouldn't want to yeah, lose that one. No, it's an intense rivalry. Now, Carlton versus Port yep. at the G5, 25 p.m. Best players last week. Who are you thinking? Uh, Houston was great for Port Adelaide. Yep. They had a very solid game. I'm also going to mention Lockie Jones once again, yep. a man that we're going to talk to very soon. Um, as for Carlton, I thought Kerno was the best sort of Absolutely. Player. I've gone Ed Kerno. I've gone Xavier Dersma for Port. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by him throughout the game, and Obviously, I think he maybe, yeah. Saw did, the injury. Yeah, didn't maybe do... All of it, but everything he did do, he did really well, and yep. I was re- very impressed by that. But it was just a complete team effort from Port Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of who needs to come in, you, you look at Mitch McGovern, Zach Williams. I want a bit of justice for Matt Kennedy. 
you know, Paddy Dow's been pretty disappointing to start yep. the season. I yep. believe he only had eight or so touches. Yep. Let's give Matt Kennedy a run in that midfield for Please. the love of God. I feel like he's going to be the type of bloke to get angry um, yep. and get in there and just absolutely bull. I couldn't see through. Matt Kennedy getting angry. He's too nice. Yeah. Too lovely. Okay. Um, and yeah, Zach Williams, as you said, probably, yep. I think it was just gastro, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe him and Braden No, it was a calf, were, sorry. Was it? it was a calf, okay. yeah. calf or a gastro. Yeah. Either one. He was either <laughs> himself or he couldn't move his calf properly. Uh, for Port, I think Jackson Mead had a very good week in the Sandful. Mm. Um, you look at Todd Marshall maybe coming straight back in. That'd be a very tough side to crack back into. But yes, it's a very tough side to crack back into. There's no one on the chopping block for Port. No. For the Blues, I'd say probably just Paddy Dow has been I don't know. What, when's the point where you go, like, do you trade him or do you delist him? Yeah, I think... I'm not sure when his contract two, expires. He? Yeah, pick three, I believe. Okay. Andy Brasher was pick two. Um, so I think maybe you give him two more years. He's, what, 21 now? So I feel like when they hit when they hit 23, if they're not showing those signs, you maybe let him go, look for someone else, maybe trade him if you can get a pick for yeah. him if there's any interest. But I'd say once he hits around 23, if he hasn't showed those signs, maybe he sort of starts to go... Just very quickly, how, how much time are you guaranteed when you're a top 10 pick? That's tough. Seven years? I'd say five. It's five. Well, I think it, I think it depends. Because like, like the, the you look at the thirty plus picks, they're probably guaranteed yeah. two. Yeah, and I I think it really depends. You look at um, you know maybe that five to ten. There's some players there who are only guaranteed like three or four mm. at max, and then they get shipped off. Yeah. So it's tough to say. Some of them obviously bolters, and, and they just come into that top yeah, ten. Yeah, because I'm of sort of talking like you're a top ten pick. We're gonna wait and wait and yep. wait and so let you develop. You think, yeah, and you maybe think, it's probably, same with tall players. Yeah, like, it's positional as well. I was yep. about to say, you know, your tall defenders, your tall forwards. Do you give them until they're maybe 24, 25? You look at with Hawthorne, Tim O'Brien. How long do you give him yeah, until you give exactly. up with that? He plays very well as a third tall, but it's just, just like, doesn't have the support for it there. It's just like a very well-known man, Dang Orange, who actually called yep. out and said, you're actually guaranteed because everyone goes, oh, he's developing. He's just, yep. he's getting his craft. No, you're just shit. Yeah. You know, when's the point where you realise that they're just shit? Yeah. Well, not shit. They're well, far better than us, but yeah. they're not good enough for <laughs> the AFL enough standard. For the AFL. I, I think, Pat, yeah, you'd say maybe until they hit 22, 23. And if they haven't shown consistency by then, yep. maybe you give it up. Um, tip for this game, Seb, what do you I think? I think the power get the job just by 10. I think uh, just a quick one, uh, yep. Stevie Molop to run a muck. Yep. Okay. He Nish. does tend to, when Port get up, he tends to. Absolutely. Uh, a barometer is what a lot of people have called him. Yep. In, in the terms that he just, when they get up, he plays well. When they don't, he doesn't really. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely back in Port Adelaide yep. here. And final game for the Saturday, what are we dealing with, Sebastian? Lions versus Essendon at the Gabba. Joe takes on his old side in his yep. arm. Um, so it's going to be a good game. Uh, which one is these bro- is this broadcast by seven? Do you think it would be Lions versus Gabba? Uh, Lions versus Essendon, You'd, sorry? Hmm. Or will it be Port? Cause good they, question. I don't watch Channel 7 often. Just get the KO up. Yeah. Shout out to KO, Big still waiting for the sponsorship. Yep. Um, best player last week, McCluggage was good in Lions defeat. Um, and Ridley was very good for Essendon. He's just been extremely consistent. Yeah, I've gone uh, Hugh McCluggage again, as he yep. said, for Lions. was really impressive. Jake Stringer's just come out the blocks. He, he's shed that, that little beer belly, and he's just yep. looking real impressive. And yep. I'm really excited for what he's going to produce it, this gotta year. S- just got to keep on that track now. Just yeah. don't pudge up. Oh. Exactly. And in Probably terms of, not going away over the summer probably helped him. I think it's yeah. helped him all too, just not 
getting on the gronk for a fair bit. Yeah, they couldn't really do much except exercise. Who needs to come in for Brisbane? It's tough to say, it really. Is, uh, put McStay down. Yeah, McStay's someone who could, and you look at Tom Fullerton maybe on the chopping block. Mm. Uh, for Essendon, if Mason Redmond's fit, I'd go him. Big fan of Mason One, Redmond. One I just want to bring up, Matt Gelfie, Guelfie. Guelfie. Wow. What does he actually do? Really? What What does Matt Guelphie actually do? Really? No, answer me. Like uh, I, I think he brings run, and I think he's a good ball user. What, I, what I just, I, look, he's good, but I just don't think he really, like, does any meaningful contribution, like, contributions. He's someone who has maybe one or two plays, and they're not great enough to be someone who has one or two plays. He, he never does anything all too impressive. He's never someone you talk about. As one of the give people players. a good clip, don't you? Yeah, no, he's never in the best. He's never no, in the top five best. No, I would say he's rarely even in the top ten best. He's okay. just someone who's sort of that's real squad player, yeah. and you just feel you wonder if he's going to be in a premiership side. You look at him yeah. and go. Is you you he think maybe you could worthy? afford one or two Mac Welfies, yeah. but you you wonder how many you could afford and how many Essendon do have your tip for this game. Ah. Uh, Oh, I think Lions just yeah, absolutely backing in the Lions. Yep. Now, before we finish off our game, it's a bit of fantasy yep. talk. As we're we talking with Benny do. Chapman. Benny, how are you, mate? Awesome, lads. How are you? Fantastic, mate. Now, um, big week last week in fantasy. First of all, what did you score? Had uh, scored one thousand nine hundred and nineteen. Yep, Benny. I only made eighteen thirty eight. Oh, it was a low scoring round. I hate to say I pipped you, but eighteen forty two. Yeah, it was a low scoring round. I extra. top scored and my opponent got second top score with I think nineteen oh two. So a low scoring round. But Tough week. Benny and I are both four and O alongside uh oh jeez, maybe two and two. Yeah, you are two and okay, two. You're sitting in twelfth place. Ow. Top five, yeah. We got our Chris Reed undefeated. Yep. Holy Butler, Jace Bergwain, Benny Chapman, and myself nice. all undefeated so right. far. So feeling pretty good. Yep. Um last week's best and worst. What are we saying? Benny, we'll start with you. I'll start with best. I was very impressed with Gorn once again. Yeah, he's probably my best performer. Timmy Taranto was good as well. Lovely. Now, uh, myself, once again, Gorn was fantastic, as you mentioned. Didn't mind Dunkley's game. Toby Green's someone that needs goals to score, it seems, but he just keeps kicking goals. So he got 103, which I was also happy about. Chatty Warner, 95. He's got a very low break even right now. So grab some cash off him, as well as Tommy Mitchell, who yep. seemed like he was going to go absolutely monstrous. Thought he was going to end up three yeah, at halftime. He had 26 disposals yep. at halftime. Uh, Timmy Taranto's 129, and Chang with one. I was actually down coming into the last game, and my only two players of difference between me and my opponent were Giath and Brayshaw. Right. So Brayshaw had a really yeah, slow stinker, start, but yeah. uh, Giath came clutch. And as far as my worst, Brayshaw's 54, got absolutely done by the Warpedo, and James Jordan's 29 was uh, bitterly disappointing after his start to the season. Benny, who let you down this week? Caleb Daniel with 20. Oh, that I think he had, had about... four scores of 20. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially because uh, he had pretty high game time. People just didn't know where he's at, and now he's suspended as well. Is he someone that you think you'll uh, get out of your side this week? Yeah, I think I'll trade him this week. Yeah. Okay, and who who are your worst? Sorry, Seb. Uh, my worst, yeah, James Jordan, as you said. Anthony Scott, 21. Mm. I just don't know why I even had that bloke on the... Yeah, they were probably the worst. It uh, just uh, angers me. I don't uh, want to look at the rest No, and we'll, we'll look at chopping block real yeah. quick. I'll start off myself. Yeah. Um, Geordie Clark, obviously there's a few people who go... I'm thinking uh, Ollie Henry and Jacob Kaczynski. They're both on my bench. They've you know generated some cash, so... Yep. Get rid of him, but Jordan Clark, someone who I'm looking at any week now, he's 442k, 
62.3, you know, that, that's pretty good, pretty value. But I, I just feel like, you know, there's more potential elsewhere. He's yep. had a pretty disappointing start of the season, so he is on my chopping block. Seb, what about you? Uh, yeah, James Jordan, I feel like his he's break-even will go right up now. Well, not right up, but it'll probably go up to a point where you're getting a little bit scared. So I'll move him on and get some cash. Go down into Finlay McRae. Yep. Um, and I've got Braden Car- Campbell, who probably could have a couple more weeks in the side, but I'll drop him down to a Dev Robinson. Or I think he's got some job security now, which is good to see. How about you, Benny? Who? What are your trades looking like? I think I'm going to go Caleb Daniel down to a rookie and field um, Arden, who's on my bench at the moment. And then go Logan McDonald to Adam Chawall. Nice. Okay, nice. Now, um, as far as ins go, I, I am trading in Finlay McRae and Chris Burgess, but I do have a few other players I want to ask you about. Firstly, Lockie Ash. You know, he's averaging 86.5 thanks to a very big game last week at 516K. Is he someone we should be looking at now? He was spoken about so much in his draft year as a Lockie Whitfield type. Do you think while he's 516K, players should get on him now, or is he someone we wait and see? Yeah, he's obviously averaging close to 90, but he did have. 260 to start the season, which is a bit of a concern. But and there are also a few good options around his price, like either coming um, your man here. Um, but he's still a solid option. Yep. Now, uh, a man that uh, I'm actually kind of looking at and going, I wouldn't mind having him in the side. Um, well, I did have him earlier in the side. Was Nick Cox, who just keeps delivering at the moment. Um, just very consistent, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone. Um, 75 and 93 in the last two weeks. He's up to 350k, so um, you could certainly bring him in. I'd probably prefer going Jones from Port Adelaide for about 100k cheaper, but if you've already got him, then Cox is certainly a good option. Nice. Okay, now Jordan Clark, someone I've got in my side, but he's a defender mid, 62.3, 442k, maybe not entirely sure on his job security. Do you think he's someone who, if players have him, they should keep, or maybe he's someone you look to move on for maybe someone like a Lockie Ash or a similarly priced defender? Well, he's certainly not doing badly, if you know what I mean. He's, he's, he hasn't gone below 50, but his high score is only 77. He's only had one score over 63, so if you... If you have a spare trade, I'd be trying to move him on. Yep. Uh, fair call. Now, um, James Rowe is a man uh, I'm intrigued in. What have you seen from James Rowe this season? He's been quite consistent, though. 37 in round two. He's had two scores of 51. Um, he's made he made 23k last week, and he's raked even 27, so he should still make a bit more money, and I reckon he's worth holding on the bench. Fair enough. Okay, and uh, Schoenberg, he's listed as a forward here. He's been playing a lot of midfield minutes. He's averaging 69 Priced at 432k, do you think maybe he's a sneaky option? Has he had a big game last week? I think he's got a lot of potential to be a good fantasy player, but he's only had one score over 65, and I think he's just one we've got to wait and see for a couple more weeks to see how he's playing in that midfield. Okay, and uh, finally, Chris Burgess. Um, he's one I didn't mention to you earlier, but Chris Burgess... Um, with that lack of tolls for Gold Coast, he's been do- having to do a bit in the rucks. Defender, averaging 64 at 257k. Do you think he's someone players can maybe look to bring on their bench, maybe even bring in as a uh, low-priced option? Yes, certainly. Job security looks quite good with both Gold Coast Ruckman missing at least seven or eight weeks, I think. So I certainly think he's one. I'd probably bench him. Um, I'd rather someone like Arden or Cox or Jones on field. But he's definitely a bench option who will make a lot of money. Okay. Now, do you have anything to say before we do wrap things up? Maybe maybe any tips for, for traders? I feel like we're starting to get close to um, the trade sort of area where we're getting rookies off field. So, I don't know, maybe be a bit 
try and plan for the future a little bit and not do so many sideways trades and sort of focus on the cash generation and then get some money for the upcoming week so we're getting looking down the side. Okay, too easy. Thank you for that, Benny. Love the chat as always. Good luck this week and uh, hopefully we'll uh, be speaking to you again next week as we so often do. Awesome. Cheers. See you, lads. Yes, thanks to Benny as always. Now, getting on to the Sunday games, the Crom versus Fremantle at Adelaide Oval, 11.10am. Best players last week. I got Tex again, was just phenomenal. He but Lockie, yeah. The first, like, but, I think the and then going down a bit. But Lockie Scholl was also super impressive. Uh, for Frio, Adam Chera was amazing in the absence of Andy Brayshaw's sort of performance in yeah. a sense. He was tagged out. He so. was tagged out very well by Warple as well. Yeah. I, I didn't see that role in him. You know, previously, Got but now, yeah, exactly, which is so. We'll, we'll discuss that when we get to, to Hawthorne's game next. But I think Sean Darcy was also pretty impressive. Showed he could play that sort of key forward role, kick three goals. Big um, fan of it. Pretty, yeah, pretty impressive. And he I, kept getting whacked around by his own players. I don't yeah. know if you saw that, but he just kept a couple of and kept getting up for. Then, with all uh, respect to him, so it yeah. was good to see. Who have you got as the best for those two games? Um, Monday, I had. I yep. thought Monday was. He's just a solid player, that he youngster. Um, and Shoal, obviously yep. as well. Well, Naturally. Easy. Now, who needs to come in? I think, when do we see the Phil Thorpedo? You've I'm, been calling it for weeks. I'm pretty excited. He can play sort of higher up the ground. He can play deep in the cage. He could be a ruck option as well. You know, th- there's a lot to go off I, with. I, do they need that, though? They've got techs. They've got, you know, yeah, maybe it's a partner tech. Yeah, yeah, it's a partner tech. Okay. Absolutely. I think that could be a real dangerous partnership. And um, maybe Josh Worrell, he's been performing very well, and I'd be pretty interested to see him. And then for Fremantle, if Lockie Schultz is fit, absolutely. I yep. think that, that forward line always looks better with Lockie Schultz. And maybe Griffin Logue if he's fit in for yep. Taylor. Uh, for Toby Watson. Toby Watson. I thought he was really solid, though, Hayden. He was solid, but he wasn't great. Um, and I, I think you look at that big back Toby line. Griff, yeah, big Toby Watson fan. But I think, um, you know, Linguini from Ratatouille <laughs> may need to make way if Griffin Loig is available. And you can't take out Heath Chapman after the way he's started mm. the season at all. No. Who have you got on the chopping block? Um, the chopping block either sides, it's pretty tough. Yep. They've come off wins, so it is pretty uh, tough to choose. Um, for Crom, they've just got these young players that just want to be there each yep. week. So and I, that's real exciting. And when they don't, and when they get a little bit low, it doesn't matter because they still want to be there, yep. Hayden. So I'm a big fan of that. So neither of these teams, I don't feel like yep. no Fremantle one's on the chopping block. Oh, look, really impressive, but yep. they still got the job done. I think for the first time, I watched Travis Collier and saw why oh. he's an AFL player. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever but, seen him go. Uh, I, which annoys me a little bit because I just think there's better young players that yep. need to be given a go. Consistently consistently over Trav Collier. Thought it was pretty in, yeah, thought it was thought it was pretty interesting that they lined up with, you know, the three tolls and the two Ruckman. I was pretty surprised by that. Because it was supposed to be very wet, but it didn't end up being that wet. Yeah, so I, I was quite surprised by that. Um and whether I think uh Jail said he's gonna back in Sturt again this week and back in that three tall system, I'm yeah, not I sure. So, so I, well yeah, Sturt's tall, but I wouldn't say I think great he's great third tall, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, which they need more of, but yep. you know, that Tip. It's, it's such an interesting forward line. I'm gonna back in the Crom here. The Crom. I'm gonna, gonna go Crom. Yeah, go Crom. Can't go against Crom. Can't not go Crom. Hawthorne versus Melbourne at the G, 1.20 p.m. Best players last week. I got the Warpedo for Hawthorne because I think Stood up. the ability to shut down Andy Brayshaw and then go on and, you know, still perform himself, I think that was probably more dangerous than Tom Mitchell getting 35, a chain with GF run off the half back with Dylan Moore's three goals because, 
if Andy Brayshaw is running around doing whatever he wants, that game's completely different. Frio absolutely controls that midfield. So pretty impressed by him and Christian Petrarca for yep. uh, Melbourne. Fantastic. Wingard's one that I thought. Uh, did you mention him before? I didn't know, no, but well, he was I've, again impressive. Solid, again. yeah. Just what he needs to get out of him is his game is that flopping. Yeah. That I just I don't like that. He's not he's better than that. You're better than he that. He doesn't need to do that. Lift I, Chad. Yeah. Like I I don't despise him because he yep. left Port Adelaide. I still he was one of my favourite players. I, I think it's just something to do with the whole pretty boy factor. He is definitely. He's a bit a of a pretty boy. boy so definitely. I think maybe that's why he flops. Just get angry. Maybe I'll just save him for next week. Maybe. Um, for Melbourne, who are we impressed by? Um, for Melbourne, track. Track, Hard yep. to go past him. Um, Trent Rivers always solid. Yeah, always say. solid. Um, in terms of who needs to come in, maybe James Cousins for Hawthorne. I think he's been performing really well. I think Bergwijn's back. D- yeah, if Dan Howe goes out, you'd say maybe a James Cousins comes in. Yep. Damon Greaves is another one who could come in. Uh, maybe Kashitsky comes back in if Mitch Lewis' suspension is upheld. Yep. Uh, for Melbourne, it's think, tough uh, to say, really. Well, well, May's going out with an yeah, injury. so Harrison Petty looks First the likely one. in 18 months, from what yeah, I've read on the so AFL, he, in the mix article. Yeah, <laughs> he was earmarked for that. Chopping block, Jesus Christ, Kyle Hartigan looks so slow. He has always been slow. But my word, <laughs> he looks out. And I think, I think Michael Hartley should be in there over him. Yeah, Hartley or, was great. He was superb. And I think maybe... Throw Hartley forward if if that opportunity comes. He kicked a good goal. He did. He's a good set shot and he's a pretty good set of hands. I think if he can just get that, he could just be that forward who, who yeah. crashes the packs and sort of the smalls around him. Maybe he holds one or two. Oh, Hardigan. Yeah, but oh, yeah, Hardigan was. He's just a real defender. He's a dad. Yeah. Oh, but I feel like, I feel like he's. A I dad. don't think he's an alpha dad. No, not alpha he's dad. A just dad. a dad. His face is very smooth. He reminds me of you know that episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob smooths out everything. And uh, oh, starts yeah. very normal and starts yep, talking yep. about the weather. That's what <laughs> Kyle Hardigan looks like a bit. <laughs> love for, love for Kyle. He's going to look a bit like plain SpongeBob. Backing in. Oh, my heart's telling me this ragtag Motley Crue Hawthorne. Really? But I'm um, going to have to back in the D's Yeah, now. I think the D's will get up. I, I do like the ragtag Motley Crue that you call I do. I, I wouldn't mind just seeing... Like this team, just maybe even next year, just somehow like scrape their way into the finals and yeah. make it to like a, a prelim. I don't want yeah. them to win the. Fl- I do want them to win the yeah, flag, obviously. but looking from a unbiased perspective, not win the flag, but like knock off one of the top teams on yeah. the way to like a prelim and then just fall short to yeah. like a big team. Be and fun to just see. just real ragtag Motley Crew blokes yeah. who are like earmarked for fifteenth yeah, or sixteenth out of random yeah, teams and, and put yeah, together. And it's just like I I just wow. love to see that. It'd yeah. be a great story, but it, it won't happen. Too long. Taking back the days. Yeah, I think the days are very very impressive. Yep. they did weren't impressive early rounds, no. but that win over Geelong, I felt like that yeah. was impressive. They looked like a good side there. Now Geelong versus North at Alphabet Stadium, GMHBA, yep. um, at two forty. Last game of the round, best player last week. I thought Selwood got angry, yep. and he just like he does this affair bit where he just looks like a captain. He wants to get the ball. Yep. You know, he gets mad when he doesn't have the ball and when he wants to get the ball forward, he doesn't want the goal ball going back. No. He wants to make sure it's he going forward and into goal. To goals, and he wants to he wants it now. He yep. doesn't want to wait a quarter or wait for the momentum to swing. He wants he it wants now. It now. Yeah, I've got him as my best as well. And yep. for North it's always tough to say. I've got Aaron Hall, but yeah, it's same. always tough to say <laughs> yeah. with North. Um in terms of who he's coming, Dangerfield's back. He's back. Lock, Brandon Parfit. Could yep. be about Charlie Constable for the love of God. That bloke needs to leave Geelong. He really does because he could just if he could just get a good run at another team. I'm a big Charlie Constable fan. Chopping block is one. Yep. Now I'm going to say the words Guthrie. Zach Guthrie. Zach Guthrie. Absolutely. 
And he's bulked up a bit, but he just does not. Yeah. He doesn't have... He's not a footy player. He's not an AFL player. He's a VFL player. Stiff. I'm sorry. Okay. But he's on the chopping block. He needs to stay out. Yeah, and Luke Dowhouse is another one who... Geordie Clark oh, maybe could be, but Luke Dowhouse... If Dauhaus, I hear, see Luke Dowhouse pull up the jumper again this week over me... I will give more heart he than Luke Dalhouse. So he has been so disappointing since average. he left Bulldogs. He was good at the dogs, he was. but he's just been so so Don't disappointing. Don't take it a heart, Luke. But Jesus, we want. Mate. I want Luke Dalhouse to do well. I want Luke Dalhouse because when he came, it was like, oh, Luke Dalhouse sliding into that midfield yep. of you know what was it called? Danger Woodlet. Yeah. <laughs> Danger Woodlet House. <laughs> Imagine the scenes. Um, um, who, who are you backing in this? Oh, it's Geelong. It's a pretty We're, we're backing in Geelong. Sorry, North. Geelong by just, 100. Just quickly, back on that last game and specifically Melbourne, when do we respect Melbourne? When they beat Hawthorne and when they beat the likes of a Richmond, a Port Adelaide, a, I'd even take a win over yeah. Sydney. That's when I'd respect Cause, them. Cause they finished, West Coast as well. They, they got to that prelim. You know, in what, 2018? 2018. And, or maybe it was 2019. No, it was 2018, because they beat the, they ah, played yes, the Eagles. Ah, yes, yep, and, and Eagles, Eagles yeah. went on. And it was, it was like, okay, wow, maybe we have to start respecting these days. Yeah. side. And then they just lost any ability for us to respect them over <laughs> the next two years. But then this year, they're trying to get it back, but it's like, how can we trust well, you? I can't, I can't. Can we trust you? I can't. You've already lied to us once. Maybe we should just ask Trent. Yeah, I don't can know. we trust you, Trent? Can we? I can trust Trent. I can. I can trust Trent, but yeah. can I trust? I can Trent? trust him with my uh, fun, trust fun story about yeah. me and Trent. I can trust him with a copy of Cat in a Hat. So it was um, New Yes, New Year's, and um, uh, I was in Frio block party, and I can't remember why we hopped off this party pa- party bus, and um, I, I we somehow walked past this bookstore, that bookstore near Benny's in the Newport, yep. um, and I just see this copy of Cat in a Hat in there. I'm like, yep, grab it, go up, six bucks, bargain. Walk into the place, got a copy of Cat in the Hat on me. I see Trent maybe an hour later, we have a yeah. yarn for a bit. I'm like, Trent, can you look after my copy of Cat in the Hat? Wow. He does. Maybe three, four hours later, I'm like, shit, my copy of Cat in the Hat. Yeah. I desperately need that. Yeah. That's a very important thing to me. Four hours, I'm thinking, yeah. it's someone's close Well, I'm like, i got to find Trent. Yeah. Walk around, find him. Um, he's talking to someone. And, you know, I'm like, Trent. And he pulls it out, of, sort of like around his pants. He goes, here you go, bro. I, I can like, trust yeah. Trent. I, so now I know. Now it, be we can trust yeah, Melbourne I can tr- then. I can trust Trent. So if we can trust the rest of Melbourne, I'll maybe I'll just start giving them all my copy of Cat in the yeah, Hat. And see which one. It's a big time copy of Cat in the Hat. Mm. It's um, met Worse Trent Rivers, Isaiah Winder. Um, oh, I really? read it to Keziah Pickett and Liam Henry. Nice. Uh, Liam Henry didn't seem very no, enthused by it. it. As in, it. in line to Metro. So his brother Lewis was quite enthused <laughs> by it. Uh, but no, so that, that copy of Cat in the Hat's been around. It's maybe maybe that's what I get signed by um, all the guests this year. The Cat in the Hat book. Yeah. Love it. See, see if we can trust them to. See, well, see if we can get the Cat in the Hat book to have been touched and read to the most AFL players yeah. in the history of Maybe Cat we just make that a segment. It's Cat in the Hat time. We read yeah. the read the books. I read the a segment of Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I actually own three copies of Cat in the Hat. I'm packed. Oh, all right. Now, Hayden, tab yep. touch multi of the week time with a twist because yep. we're giving twist. away three twenty dollars tab three touch vouchers. So, First gets yep. you a tab touch voucher twenty dollars to spend whatever you like. Whatever you want. Fantastic. You've got, you've and got we'll announce winner of that now, yep. and that's Bray Loveridge. So Bray. A $20 tab touch voucher will be going to you. And if you're listening now, mate, congratulations once again. Send it out to you. It's all yours. You can yep. spend it on an AFL multi. That'll be fantastic, mate. Um, and our second and third, we're gonna get, we've are gonna we given them a call. Yep. Now we're going to... Here's how that went down. Take a listen. And we're joined now, Hayden, by a very lucky man. He came third in the tipping last week. It's yep. James Lindley. James, thanks for joining us, mate. 
Uh, cheers, boys. Thanks no, for having me. No dramas. Now, he's come 30. I think yeah. he got 7 out of 9, or it might have been 6 out of 9. It wasn't a great week of tipping from anyone, but we've got a couple multis for you. He's won a $20 tap touch voucher, obviously. Thanks to tap yeah, touch. But it does come at a catch, Sebastian. Now, he catch. does have to place it on one of our two yeah. multis of the week. Yep. So, you know, it, it's not a guarantee by any means, but yeah. we're putting some options forward We to haven't you. been fantastic, so, No. So, oh, been... I just missed out last week. Yeah. Georgianis had four set shots. They need yep. another goal from him, so... Yep. Just missing out. Yep. Seb's got your value on. I've got you a bit more of a, you know, a bit less value, bit but less maybe value. maybe a bit more reasonable. Yep. Firstly, West Coast, 1 to 39 inclusive, $2.25. Nice. Jack Steele, 25 plus, at $1.30. Sam Wicks to score at any time at $1.30. And Kaziah Pickett to score two or more at $2.10, all at the time of recording. Yep. This adds up to $7.98. So if it were to come through, just under $160 to that. your name. Yeah, but exactly right. Seb's got a bit more value for you. I've got value you. for you. So obviously yep. you're the man that usually goes the value. We've yep. switched. We've okay? switched roles. You messaged me. You I messaged said, me specifically. You said value. you're getting on the less value. Yep. I've got the value this week. So right. Seb, what, what have you got for Here James? Here we go. Jack Petrichelli. He's kicked yep. four last week. I just need him he to did. do half that against Collingwood. That's two goals plus. All right. Yep. That's all he needs to do against Collingwood. All. $2.35. Errol Gordon. Such great form. Nab Rising star, he's the favourite. Him to have 20 or more disposals against GWS. I think he can do it. It's on their home deck. Harrison Jones finding his groove. Yep. He can kick a goal. He just needs to kick one is all he needs to do. That's all. Nice set shot at times. He didn't have a great yeah. go at, at the front in round one. And what's that paying? That one there is paying $2. Ooh. So that's nice. That's Don't some value that there. At all. And then we got our boy Sam Sturt, the first ever yep. get the fo- guest of the footy yarn. He to kick two goals plus. He finds his grooves. Serious talent. That one there is paying $20.62 at the time of recording. Yep. James, value there. it's times now. Yep. It's time now, mate. Which one are you going with? Are you going with the value or you're going with Hayden's might be a little bit more reasonable but still get some money do you know ah god it's a hard one actually it is um just think $560 to your name roughly roughly roughly. if it comes through granted yeah we we still need both of these to come through but the opportunity's there for a bit of cashola James what are we thinking Probably going for the money one. He's going. Oh, he's going for the money. He's going with the money. Show me the Show money, me he, the says. money he says. Oh, all right, that's wow. beautiful. James, lock that in, mate. It's going on mine. All right, well, we're going to talk to the person who's come second very soon, so I'll have a chat with him. But, James, I'll make sure that goes on for you, mate. And if it comes through, right. fingers are tightly crossed. Tightly squeezed But, James, thanks for playing, mate, and very good luck. And always gamble responsibly, okay? You guys have a good one. Awesome, mate. No dramas, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, James. Good luck with that. And now, Seb, we've got our number two winner, our runner-up. Finished second. Runner-up. He nearly got there. So close, but just shy of where we wanted. Ryan Keswick. Now, Ryan, if you want a $20 tab voucher, you can place it on one of of mine or Seb's multis of the week. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, look, a bit nervous. Hopefully you guys have... uh Picked a few winners for me. Well, we, we've never we've never won <laughs> we that out of our multis last we, week. We were close last week. We, I was a Georgiatis goal away. He yep. had four set shots for one. So and that was for the value one. Yeah, and so, I was three out of four. Yeah. And the, this yep. week, Hayden, you say yours was value last week. We flipped it. I'm yep. the value, as we've said before. You're the shorter yep. price. Seb really wanted to be the value this I did. week. I so found value. That's we'll why. We'll give you your two options. Firstly, we'll go a bit of a bit of a more reasonable one. Hayden's the reasonable. So West Coast one to thirty nine inclusive two dollars. 
$1.25. Jack Steele to get $25 or more, paying $1.30. Sam Wicks, anytime goal scorer, also paying $1.30. And Keziah Pickett to kick two or more at $2.10. Very good form. Now, All at time bikes. of recording... It's paying $7.98. Yep. So, if it were to come through, you could get yourself just under 160 bucks from that bad boy. Or, a bit more money on the line. Seb's also got something All right, for you. All right, you ready for mine? All right, so mine, if it comes in, it's value, yep. okay? So, it's, it's worth $28.62 um, at time of recording, of course, which yep. will get you about with that $20 tab touch yep. voucher. Just under 600 Just under 600 bucks, 572 bucks. So, here's the legs. Yep. Jack Petricelli. Very good form. Four goals last week, coming of Can't age. Deny that. He just needs to kick two. That's right. Half of what he kicked last Ooh. week. Collingwood Not, at home as well. Collingwood at home. They could take the PI double five out of Collingwood and kick a couple. Errol Gordon yeah. has been an insane form for a first year player. He was paying $2.10 to get 20 or more disposals. Insane. Just being a very good solid player. He could do it again. He's done it before. Harrison Jones. He's in form now. He's, he's, he's starting he's to get that kicking action yep. in form. He's starting to get there. Anytime goal scorer. Just needs to kick one. That's all. That's against Brisbane. That's I think so he few. Can that's so few. And the last one is our boy Sam Sturt to kick two plus against Fremantle. He could head over there. Seriously talented. Kick yep. three in his debut game, Hayden. Just yep. needs to minus one of those. That's all he needs to do that's for all. us. Um, and he's against Adelaide, who might just fall full flat on their face this okay, week. What was that grand. paying again? All up, twenty eight sixty two. So oh, a twenty dollar so... Tab Touch voucher, thanks to Tab Touch. This what, what, what are you thinking? You've got the you've the got the options. Re- the more reasonable option, you know, nothing's a guarantee. And nothing's like, this a guarantee. Is still, still going at just under eight dollars. So nothing's a guarantee. You could go for that. Or you could go for the glory yep. and go for Seb's value multi. What are we thinking? Well, you both presented very well constructed multi there yep. to me. Thank you, kindly. Um, We're gurus. I'm tempted into both. Yep. I, I have known Seb for a while. Yep. Yep. Do you but, trust him? <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with Hayden. He's going to oh, go with he's Hayden. Gonna he's going to try to play Pressure's on. Pressure's on for this, this to come huge. through now. This is absolutely <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll feel like I'm absolutely... Yeah, we'll, yeah, no, we'll feel like absolute knobs if we both get us wrong, but <laughs> at, least, at least hopefully fingers, one. Fingers across. The pressure's, the pressure's on us, yep. Seb. It's entirely on I us. Know, I feel bad, but Ryan, congratulations, and for the love of God, for your sake, for my sake, hopefully it does come through. And always yep. gamble responsibly. Best of luck this weekend, Ryan. All right. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Big congrats to Ryan and James. Good luck for them. They've gone for our opposing multis. We've flipped yep, the script this, this week, nice. and I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm now I, nervous. I, I like I'm, I wasn't nervous before because yeah. I was like, I'm not telling people to buy. No, they have to go on out. I, I placed these. They're not even putting their money on it. They're putting Tab Touch's yeah. money that they've given yeah. us to give out. Big thanks to Tab Touch. Big once thanks again. to Tab Touch. Love you boys, yep. girls, everyone at Tab Touch. Yep. But this is more nervous than I've been for any of my own multis. Right. It'll be final leg. There's twenty grand on the line, yeah. and I'm more nervous for this than I am yeah. for that. But we are going to have a little chat with our number one so congratulations to ryan and yep. to james but now the big dog he came first did bray so we'll have a little chat to him and see where he's going bray how are you mate yeah, I, no dramas mate now first of all congratulations i think you got seven out of nine and you tipped the margin with 17 points not horrible i think the margin was five points so i think that's what got you over the line it was a pretty close one i think everyone got the right, right ones right and the wrong ones wrong so um, but mate, you've got your multi for us. Will you go ahead and spill it for us, and Hayden will rattle off the odds and what it will come to. Yeah, well, I've got uh, fifty to beat GWS. I think that's pretty comfortable there. Nice. Gonna Hayden, how much is that paying? That's paying a dollar forty-six. Next leg. Yeah, West Coast to beat Collingwood, less than forty points or thirty-nine points. 
Okay, yep. two dollars twenty-five cents there. Oh, a bit of value there. I like it. Next leg, please, Bray. Tech four, kick three. Okay, he's in good form. He's in good form against okay. Freo as well. Yep. Payton, I like it, yep. Bray. Your last leg. Yeah, I've got Jordan Clark to kick one. Okay, Beautiful. Jordan Clark, Anton Goldscorer right. paying a dollar sixty-two. Nice. So, how much have we got to like? Let's see. It's got a little. That is paying seven dollars and ninety-eight cents. Nice. All right. Beautiful. So, so there's a bit of value there. So with a tab touch voucher paying twenty dollars, how much will you get? A hundred and fifty-nine dollars and sixty-five cents. Okay. If that is bad. to come through, that's, that's some good bad. money. If very you get that good. Going. Fingers are tightly crossed. They're for very you, tightly pro- uh, tightly crossed for you, mate. Best of luck this weekend. Okay. Cheers, boys. Well done once again to those fellas for winning. Ryan, James, and Bray, they've just called themselves some tap touch vouchers. Some of them, with, you know, with Bra- uh, sorry, with Ryan and James, are posing yep. multi- nervous. Nervous. nervous I'm Sebastian. so nervous this weekend. It's going to be great to see if we are able to pull them through. And Bray, gone with the exact same value as, yep. as yours. So, nerves are on. I, I feel no pressure with Bray's. I, I hope he comes through, yes, but I feel no pressure. But ours, yep. Jesus, but... As always, yep. thanks to Tab Touch. Yep. Make sure WO resident 18 plus gamble responsibly. And if you ever get any strife, guys, you call Gamblers Hell 1 800 858 858. Now, enough of that stuff. Yep. We're on to these interviews. And we had a chat with uh, Lockie Jones, the new dad of Port Adelaide Football Club. Here's how that went down. All right, and joining us on the phone now is Pick 16 and the 2020 AFL draft. Recent debutant, social media sensation, and the newest member of Port Adelaide Dad Brigade. You've called it yourself, Hayden. Lockie Jones. Lockie, firstly, mate, who would you say has the better mullet out of you, an ex Woodville teammate and current Collingwood player, Kayla Poulter? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. No drums, mate. Um, yeah, in my opinion, I'd say mine's probably better now. He got his cut a little bit against his will the other day from the barber, so he's a little bit shorter than mine, right. um, and he cares about his too much. Exclusive. So I'd there. say mine's better. Yep. Okay. Now, we, we had a bit of a discussion about this earlier, just before I do get into our questions. What do you think does make a good mullet? Do you think it's the length, or do you think it's the facade that goes with the mullet? Obviously, you provide the brick house physique and the dirty mow along with it. Do you think that helps the case of how good your mullet is? Yeah, I think it definitely, um, what's the word, it, it adds to the, yep. the look and the character. But I think, yeah, the key to a mullet is probably a little bit of not really caring about it and just letting it do its own thing. Yep, the okay. attitude. Now, all right, now we'll get into questions. Firstly, you look back to the start of this journey. You're a member of Port Adelaide's Academy growing up and you've been a fully grown adult since age eight. Where did footy begin for you, and how often in your junior career did you have to bring a birth certificate to your games? <laughs> yeah, so I started started Oz Kick at my local club, Butte, um, in Country SA, when I was probably five. Um, and were you playing under-14s at that time? <laughs> not quite, but I was always a big kid. Um, I do remember probably under-10s, always playing under-12s. Under-12s would play... 14s and, and sometimes even 17. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, definitely always have a, a, quite a big physique. But um, I, think I, I think I have proven to a few people with the uh, showing of birth certificate um, growing up. But I might have to whip that out um, yeah. in the next couple of days. Yeah. Just the crayon, I am 19. Because <laughs> people will be calling for him to retire soon because of how old he looks. He thinks yeah, no, yep. he's going to be Coming uh, to the end hanging up the boots soon. Now, you came into the season trying to break into what was an incredibly strong Port Adelaide side. How did you approach your first preseason? And did you have anything you wanted to achieve over the course of that preseason? Uh, I think coming in, yeah, just wanted to work on my fitness and, you know, obviously just get ready for that step up in, in level between Sample last year and AFL. 
Um, I guess the goal, yeah, main goal in the pre-season was just to, you know, put myself in best shape to play as early as possible this season and obviously been fortunate enough to play last weekend. But, um, yeah, knew it was going to be a bit of a step up, but was obviously pretty well prepared. I was playing sample footy last year against grown men, so um, I think that all helped to, you know, having an early debut. Okay, and you got the call up for the debut in one of the biggest games of the home and away season. You run out and, you know, almost immediately, immediately, you find yourself matched up on Dusty. How was that experience of running out? The the, the home fans went absolutely crazy when they saw you getting out there. And could you sense the fear in Dusty when you did go on to him? <laughs> um, no, no, it was great to run out there and, yeah, could not hear the, the crowd, which is cool. Um, pretty overwhelming support by them. But, yeah, obviously went to Dusty on the, on the kick out. And, um, yeah, I sort of sized him up, gave him a little bit of a look up and down. I think he knew I was there. Um, but I wouldn't say he was too worried about me. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine he would have been. <laughs> did, did he attempt to uh, Did he attempt to stiff-arm you at he all? He did. He stiff-armed him and kicked oh. a goal. You brought yeah. up at a bat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, know, I missed a lot of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah. No, it's a, look, you learn. It's probably You'll... The, the lowest point of my game um, Friday night was, yeah, him having a clean palm to my chest um, and then proceeding to give snap a goal. Couple of brought that up. <laughs> I didn't see all the game. Is that the first time you've ever been beaten in anything? Um, no. I'll say yes. No, that, that one hurt the most. Yeah, that would definitely hurt the most. Now, before you had even come onto your first game, it was announced that obviously you were playing and you were already a cult sensation amongst social media. How much of this did you see pre-game and how does it feel to be so, so adored by already by so many fans? Um, yeah, I guess it was a little bit prior to the game, and um, I think midweek once I once it was announced I was making my debut. That's when started messages started to flow in, and a bit of a following grew. Um, and then from since Friday night, it's, it's been massive, um, and like I said, it's been overwhelming um, to the point where I just hadn't turned my phone off for a couple of days. It was your so birthday as well, much until the end of the weekend. So um, and yeah, like you said, added birthday on Friday as well. Um, it was pretty huge, and yeah, there's still messages that I haven't gotten to, but yeah, slowly getting there. Yeah, and once again, happy 38th yeah. birthday once again, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> now, a, a lot of that cult status you're generating is due to just how much of a brick house you are built like at such an allegedly young age. You know, this factor on top of your aggressive mullet and filthy mo combination has found you as the youngest and newest member of what we are calling Port Dadelaide's Dad Brigade, which is a legion of players who just sort of exude alpha dad energy. You know, you've got uh, Charlie Dixon, Tom Jonas, Travis Boke, Scott Lyset, and now yourself. Who would you say is the biggest alpha dad of the alpha dads at Port Dadelaide? Um, I'd say Tom Jonas. Yeah, yeah. He, he he is a legitimate dad, um, yeah. but I think this adds to him obviously being the captain. But his his leadership and just his maturity, um, you know, obviously enjoys a good time. But I think he's he's the real dad of the club um, on and off the field. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah, call him dad boys. at all? <laughs> no, I've never. Never thought about it. Well, it's actually funny you say that because uh, Travis Boke in the pros game um, was asked because uh, Lockie, obviously, you were he was your inspiration or your your idol Lock, growing no, up. No, Lockie was his inspiration. Yeah, and that's exactly what Travis Boke said. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it was it's funny to see that. But as two blokes who don't have the talent or drive to back it up, we love the idea of goal setting, don't we, Hayden? And yep. have you set any goals for yourself for what you want to achieve throughout your first year of footy this year, Lockie? 
Oh, I think the, the main one is just play as many games as I can. Um, yeah, apart from that, I haven't really set my eyes too far forward of next week and just taking it game by game. And I guess, yeah, obviously, probably in a in a good position to be in like you know side like Port Adelaide. And yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself too early. So yep. I think just yeah, playing as many games as I can and just. Have a, have a good start to hopefully a long career. Yeah, well, well, you say long career, but obviously we'll yeah. good thing. Hey, you wonder how yeah. long there is left at the age of forty. Now, finally, as we've mentioned, you are you are a firm rocker of the filthy mullet and mo combo. Do you ever think maybe we're a chance to see a clean shaven with a sensible short back and size look in the future, or is this something you're sort of intending to rock to the grave? Well, this this might actually that might come when I feel like I'll actually look forty. Yeah, um, okay. when I actually might be forty. Yeah. yeah, either uh, one, whichever comes first. <laughs> yeah, and, and unless unless it starts to fall out, um, unless the, the people above have told me that I'm too old to be rocking a haircut like that. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to stay for a while, I think. Okay, now th- there was one final, there was a fan there question. There was a few fan yeah, questions. There was an like important one here. Um, a, a lovely fan, they wanted to know your relationship status, Lachlan. Are you happily married for the past 20 years with four kids, or are you single? Yeah, no, I've got got a, got a missus on the go and um, two kids, a mortgage. Yeah, um, actually. Double car loans. The package. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah life, life's pretty full. Um, obviously, footy's just started, so... Just a side um, hustle at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's looking pretty good. Um, hopefully, set up my kids well. and um, No, nah, all jokes aside, no, nah, no, no female specimens on the go. No. Solid advertisement for yourself there, yeah, Lockie. That's all we've got for you today. <laughs> oh, no, just very quickly, <laughs> just, quickly yeah. just Lockie, we just want to know um, if it'd be okay if we were able to sell your phone number at all, just for a, just for a high price. <laughs> <laughs> Is that abs- no. As soon as, you, as soon as you asked my phone number, I was like. This could go wrong. <laughs> no, you can trust us fully. It's all right. It's Lockie, only going to go to the highest bidder, <laughs> and we'll make sure it's only to them. So whichever young female or male fan that that happens to be, I'm sure they'll be stoked. Just granted, we get your permission. <laughs> Thanks, Lockie. No, I appreciate it. All right, all right, beautiful mate. Thanks for joining us once again. Best of luck this week, and uh, obviously think about retirement. It's not far away, um, but we look forward to chatting with you soon. All right, mate. Thanks, fellas. All right, bye, Dad. And a big thanks to Lockie Jones, the newest member of Port Adelaide's Dad Legionnaire. So, uh, the, the dad of all dads. The is dad now. of all dads now. <laughs> big, big papa. Yeah. Big dad. Big smoke. Grand papa. Tommy Jones, the grand papa of Port Adelaide. So we, we had a bit of a chat to him as well just yeah. after he put his young baby down. Yep. So um, <laughs> not the boys. Not the boys. He <laughs> hasn't read them their their nighttime story. Hasn't given them their milk and whatnot to keep their bones strong. But we will. Go to that chat now with Tommy Jonas. 162 games, one goal star for Port Adelaide, father of 41 grown men and one baby girl, power skipper Tom Jonas. Tom, do you think we'll ever be able to see you break your now 108-game, 2,489-day goalless streak in the AFL? Bloody oath, mate. I'm certain of it. Oh, okay. I shot against the Giants last year, um, and I reckon there's another have you had a speak with Kenny at all and just, hey, mate, like, feeling on tonight, chuck Charlie back, put me in that cage. Have you had that chat at all or do you think it's coming? Me and Cos are trying to pump each other up because he's actually knocked the goal and never had a disposal inside the forward 50. Oh, so wow. We sometimes say to each other, oh, oh, see me, just use me. Just little, yeah, yeah. little tick lead, bang, Naturally. hit it up. Yeah. Now, um, as mentioned in the intro, you had your first genetic 
child and that was Matilda eight months ago, aside from the obvious huge changes that would bring to your life, do you feel like that's brought um, any changes to your perspective of footy and your role as a leader for foot, uh, for Port Adelaide? I suppose it just um, makes you appreciate that footy isn't everything, despite most of us thinking that it is. And, um, there are some pretty important things going on outside of that. So when you have a bad bad day or a bad game, which fortunately we haven't had too many of in her time um, on the planet, um, it sort of gives you a, a great distraction and um, you make sure you come home and you're still a, a good father. So it's been, it's been good in that respect. And I just hope um, I'm around long enough that she can actually watch me um, you know, do the laces up a couple of times. Nice. Okay, nice. now, we refer to Matilda as your first genetic child, as you are the captain of a side we like to refer to as Port Dadelaide here. Uh, due to the surplus of players within the side who just exude alpha dad energy, such as, you know, yourself, Travis Boak, Charlie Dixon, Scott Lysett, and recent inductee, Lockie Jones, yep. do you find it challenging at all to have to command so many physically alpha individuals? And as a whole, how have you found captaincy, you know, in such an exciting and fastly improving side? Yeah, Jones is um, that much of a dad. He's actually taken me under his wing. Yeah, okay, I thought um, so. He's, it's just he's the load to be having him around and um, the other boys. But in, in all honesty, the boys are um, they make my job pretty easy and um, they don't need too much um, direction. They um, they just yeah, you just you know you wind them up and let them go. Yeah, I love it. Now, uh, obviously, last year was a tough year for everybody, but having fallen at the preliminary finals after such a strong home and away season, what was yours and Ken Hinckley's message to the boys after the final and then later on heading into that preseason? Obviously, it would have been pretty tough. Yeah, it was obviously devastating, but we didn't lose sight of the fact that it was a pretty bloody good year, like up against all the challenges that COVID threw us. Um, and on the back of, you know, probably being one of the teams that was being touted as a potential um, finals candidate to do what we did we were pretty chuffed with that and um, the way we just adjusted to the, the challenges but uh, also it was like all right well we did all that it actually kind of counts for nothing now we're back to square one we're back to zero points so we've got to use that as even um, greater motivation um, you know a bigger driving force to want to go one or two steps further um, in 2021. Okay, and as an established and senior player, do you set any goals on areas you want to improve on throughout pre-season? And what is your primary focus throughout pre-season? Probably leave that to the coaching group predominantly. We have a little bit of a say, but those guys obviously watch a lot more footy than um, what we do. We sort of clock off a bit more and they put in a lot of work after hours. So um, they, they come up with those things and there wasn't, a whole lot that we wanted to um, make wholesale changes to at the end of last year. It was more just tinkering with certain things and obviously adjusting to the new rules, but it was more about um, getting a bit more efficient going inside 50 um, and trying to make the most of those chances so more of a winning score. Yeah, love it. Now, it has been a solid start for the Power this year. Obviously, 3-1. Great win last weekend over the Tigers. Do you see any big differences within the side compared to last year? And what can fans expect for the rest of the season? Probably uh, nothing uh, enormous, but maybe a bit more of a, a surety about the way we play, having played sort of the same style for near on 18 months. I reckon there's less self-doubt. Um, we know what we're going to get from each other, so I'd like to think that'll make us a better team moving forward. Um, and also just some of the new faces, obviously throw Jones in there and uh, Miles Bergman's been around and you know, there's going to be others that debut over the course of the year, I'm, I'm sure. So they're yeah, probably the main thing.
Yeah. Okay, and we, we did touch on him a bit. There's been a lot of buzz on social media lately about new recruit Lockie Jones. How much has he impressed you with his ability to seamlessly slot into the side? Do you think he is actually 19? And are we likely, are we more likely to see you with the Lockie Jones, Mullet and Mo combo or Lockie with a sensible back and sides? Yeah, well, there's a few questions there. But geez, there has been a bit of um, carry on the last couple of days since uh, the debut, but it's probably fair enough because um, he made it look pretty easy. He probably actually looked better at AFL level than what he had um, at Stanford level. So there was no doubt he's going to be a quality player uh, when he gets an opportunity and plays plenty more footy. So it's good to see him get out of the blocks fast. He probably likes the big stage. He has played in the sample flag. And, um, I reckon there's probably more chance that he'll be rocking a middle part like I'm rocking one day than me going back to the mullet. Yeah, fair enough. Now, a man that we touched on last time we chatted, Mitch Georgiatis, you described him as a bit of a silver spooner. Now, we know you can't be a silver spooner in that Port Adelaide area. Has he grown out of that silver spooner energy that he gives? Well, you probably know him a bit better than what I do, given you're all Perth boys. But um, we did get to uh, visit his place the other day, and um, you can take the boy out of Cottesloe, but I'm not sure you can take Cottesloe out yeah. of the boy. So we're working our hardest on that, but... Yeah. Um, He's a great kid and great he works kid. bloody hard and yep. he's good fun around the group and you always got something to wind him up about as well now. <laughs> okay, now a bit more on you before we finish. Not only are you a father, captain and elite football player, but I read online you're also a qualified lawyer, businessman and co-owner of wine label Hey Diddle Wines. What would you say is the key to achieving so much by the age of 30 and have there been any discussions with business partner Brad Ebert about Hey Diddle Wines sponsoring the footy on? <laughs> He was actually over in Perth the other day selling some booze, so I should, I should have given you his number, but I'll look um, finger in a few pies, but they're all, all pretty modest pies and um, just more hobbies and stuff to make sure that I'm prepared for after footy. But, um, yeah, just like to keep moving and keep the uh, iron in the fire. So the, it's it's been good fun. I've enjoyed my 30 years on the planet and hopefully many more to come and hopefully you can add a flag to that this year as well that's really the numero you know goal absolutely well um, that's all we've got time for you Tom uh, big thanks for coming on once again uh, we always love having a chat with you make sure you keep Lockie in line obviously he's coming to the end of his career so we need to make sure he stays in tip top shape because um, he's obviously hitting that late 30 age but Tommy thanks again for joining us mate and uh, we'll catch you later okay cheers for having me boys once again big thanks to Tommy Jonas for joining us and Lockie Jones and all the boys that uh, we had a chat with today in Ben Chapman from AFL Dream Team you got Ryan you got James Obviously, a lot of phone calls. We don't Jeez, usually make these phone calls. A lot of, lot of calls. dialing up, but that's us done, That's Sid. us done, Hayden. Big thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Big thanks to Kane Mitchell as well for doing our intros each and every week. Big thanks to Tab Touch once again for sponsoring the show. We love you guys very, very much. But we're out now, Hayden. We are. This is the sound of my laptop closing. Bang. We're done. We're done. <laughs> uh, big thanks to everyone who tuned in once again. Best of luck this weekend and best of luck to uh, the Tab Touch multi-getters. Catch you later. Thanks for tuning in, team. Hope you enjoyed the genius that just took place. Make sure you're following the Footy Yarn on Instagram and subscribed on YouTube to keep up with all the latest podcasts and videos. See you next week, and remember, love your footy.